0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Christ has ascended. Amen. We have in the reading from the book of Acts today the introduction by St. Luke to this travel log of his. He wrote the Gospel of Luke recording everything that he could remember that happened in the life of Christ, the 30 years in which Christ lived upon the earth in his human nature. And now he takes up his second book, the book of Acts, which covers about 30 years more of the life of the church. And so he addresses this to a dignitary that he was presenting this to, Theophilus. And he begins to give a chronology of everything that happened after the resurrection of Christ. Says that he appeared to the disciples and many others over a 40-day period. 40 days he spent with them. And he gave them infallible proofs. Infallible proofs. This is very important. And this has been handed on to us. And during those 40 days, he spoke to them of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. But it's very interesting, after saying that, that they ask him a question that shows that they still don't understand really what this is all about. It says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? they still did not understand what his kingdom was about. They thought, okay, he rose from the dead. Now he's with us. Now is this now when he's going to kick the Romans out, put you know, us back and give us our sovereignty back and set us up as a holy nation again on the earth. But rather than chastening them or correcting them, in a harsh manner, he just says, you don't need to know those details. He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then he, he gives them a clue as to, to what he's talking about and what is going to happen when he says, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. Well, that makes sense. Judea and Samaria. But then to the end Of the earth. And they had to be wondering, what does he mean by that? The end of the earth. They were thinking, you know, Jerusalem and Israel and this little country carved out in the Middle East. This was their their land. And he says, You shall be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. But after having said all that, and we, there was much more that he shared with them that we do not have a written record of. Spent 40 days with them, speaking to them about things pertaining to the kingdom. We have some later documents in the early church fathers. We have what's called the Apostolic Constitutions which contained a great deal of information about how the early church was to be governed and conducted itself. But we have very little bit from, from the book of Acts or the Gospels. But he spoke to them about the kingdom. And then it says that he was taken up into heaven in glory, taken up into the clouds. And two angels were there telling them that he would return in a similar way. No. Yeah. And then this passage is concluded by saying, they, then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Now what is a Sabbath day's journey? This goes back to the Old Testament When the Israelites were instructed to travel, they were traveling through the wilderness, and the Ark of the Covenant was to go before them, carried by the Levites. And they were instructed to put a distance of 2,000 cubits between them and the Ark. Now a cubit is basically about 18 inches. The distance from your elbow to the end of your forefinger. So the rabbinical, rabbinical uh, lawyers and, and professionals eventually developed a formula for what a how far you could travel on the Sabbath. Because you know they were not allowed to work on the Sabbath. <clears throat> so they wanted to, to tell exactly. How far could you walk on the the Sabbath without breaking the law? This is a good example of how the the Pharisees and others became very legalistic about the law and breaking it down in very fine details and being super picky about a lot of different things. They even became very detailed about how far you could go on the Sabbath. So 2,000 cubits was what they started with, based on the distance they had to keep between the people and the Ark of the Covenant. Eventually, they expanded it to 4,000 cubits because they came up with this idea that if you traveled 2,000 cubits, but then you had a, set up a place where you had food or lodging, then you could travel another 2,000 cubits from that point. That gave you 4,000 cubits. Then later on, they determined, well, if you can go 4,000 cubits, well, then you've got got to go back to where you were. So then they finally came up with about 8,000 cubits was the most you could travel on a Sabbath, which was about two miles. But according to the Orthodox Study Bible, in this particular case the place that they were going to was about a mile, was was considered a Sabbath journey at this time in history. So they went back to the Mount of Olives and they waited. But they did not do, simply do nothing while they waited for Pentecost. It would be another 10 days to Pentecost. During that time, they chose someone to replace Judas. And Peter took the leadership role in conducting this election. And they had two people who were put forward and they chose chose this person to replace Judas by chance, basically. They put it in God's hands. And The lot, it says they cast their lots, however they did that, and then the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered among the 11 apostles. So we have the ascension, we have Christ giving the promise of the Holy Spirit, and then we have them waiting, and they chose a 12th person to represent them. But the reason that they did not understand yet what this kingdom was about was because they had not received the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing, we'll get into this as we study Pentecost, as we celebrate Pentecost, and we look at the rest of the book of of Acts. Never again did they talk about an earthly kingdom. Never again they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to live a Spirit-filled life and their whole life was consumed with heavenly things following Jesus Christ. And so also, my children in Christ, we need to be the same way. We have received the Heavenly Spirit. We have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And yes, we live in this world and we want to make the best of this world that we can. We want to bring the kingdom of God to this world in every possible way, a kingdom come by will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we must always remember that our home is in heaven with God and the saints, and that we need to live spiritual lives and not be caught up in consumerism, materialism, and a preoccupation with trivial things. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Christ has ascended.